Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of The Vegas Therapist. I am your host, Ryan Winder. And remember, what's happening in Vegas is not staying in Vegas, as I bring you helpful tips and all sorts of topic areas, with a Vegas twist of course. So let's get the show started. Welcome, welcome everybody. It's good to have you back in for another episode of The Vegas Therapist. I have a great show for you today. Uh, before we get into the topic, just wanted to check in and see how everyone's doing. Thanks for all your comments from the last episode on discomfort. I got a lot of good feedback on that one um, via emails and posts on the on the Facebook page. I wanted to read one uh, comment I got from the Facebook page from Emma. She said, great episode, Ryan. 2020 has pushed many comfort zones to infinity and beyond in work, schools, medical and health decisions, political decisions, etc. It's interesting for me in some instances when I literally haven't had time to evaluate or measure my discomfort. It's like what you were saying, what is my option? Here I go. And of course, I was in reference to um, driving the, the moving truck and just kind of feeling overwhelmed at times but then just really looking at things and not really feeling like there was an option. I just had to face my discomfort and keep going. And like I said, I think what Emma was saying is that a lot of us have felt that way in 2020. It's just, uh, it's there, it's in front of us and we just kind of have to deal with it. Um, otherwise, what are our options? You know, we, we suffer, our kids suffer, our families suffer. So we just got to keep pushing through. And so I applaud all of you for doing so and for, dealing with the discomfort that this has brought to us. I think the other thing, this is just a little bit of a rant that I had this week uh, based on some more recent closures and stuff. Uh, Canceling of sports again is just the lack of uh, acknowledgement and dealing with the mental health issues that are out there. Um, I feel like, you know, we continue to talk about the virus and what it's doing. Um, but we just continue to maybe, well, not to maybe, to ignore the mental health side of it and the impact that it's having, the suicide rates and those things that are happening to our young people. Uh, but yet we might say, oh, it's a it's a concern, as our governor of Nevada did, uh, but then quickly shifting to something else or to some other thing that's going to impact youth and make their mental health even worse. So... I don't know. It just is, it's frustrating to, to be on the side of it to where, you know, you're in the mental health field and you see people struggling, you see their limits being pushed. And yet we just keep talking about coronavirus and what it's doing, but not the other side of it. So anyway, that's my rant for today. Uh, Hopefully uh, my listeners are acknowledging their mental health and doing what they can to help those around them to be a support for them and to reach out for them because it's definitely needed, especially during times, holidays, where people want to be gathered, people want to be together, people want to reach out. Um, we definitely need that that time together. So, um, so good, hopefully everybody has a good holiday weekend. Uh, those in America with Thanksgiving, um, it's, it's a good time to, to connect and to rejuvenate. So, all right. Um, so to, on to today's episode today, uh, speaking of Thanksgiving in some sense, but, um, recently I've been in barked on a, a challenge 
given to many of us to engage in a seven-day gratitude challenge or a challenge to give thanks and to focus on gratitude. And it really actually got me thinking about the psychology of gratitude. And I kind of asked myself, I, I don't know if I've ever really studied the, the psychology of gratitude and what it really does or the power of it. Um, and so I thought, hey, well, now is a good time to do an episode on the psychology of gratitude. So that's going to be the topic for today. Um, and kind of just getting back to my thought process, I mean, I feel like I know that gratitude's a good thing. I've always known it's a good thing. You know, we hear the sayings, attitude of gratitude and always be grateful and count your blessings or whatever it might be. Um, and I, even in therapy, you know, I've often told clients to keep a gratitude journal. Uh, but I don't know if I've ever really broken it down or looked into the psychology of it um, and really found how beneficial it can be. And so, again, being in the midst of this challenge, being it's the holiday season, Thanksgiving, uh, I thought the the timing was right to do an episode on it. So now, so kind of just to give you a heads up as to what you're in store for today, uh, I mean, basically, a lot of what I'm going to give you is stuff I found whether it's research or from other therapists and stuff like that. So not a lot of necessarily client connections or things that I've kind of gone through in that way. So just hopefully just the, the, the notion of understanding the psychology of gratitude and then the benefit of knowing that if you utilize this practice of gratitude, that your life will be enhanced and enriched. So that's what I hope you really get out of today is not so much that there's going to be all this, you know, stuff and stories and cool things that typically on the show, but it's really just a bunch of almost proof as to why we need to practice gratitude on a more consistent basis in our lives. And I think as I present this stuff to you, you will concur and it will hopefully be something that you continue to uh, utilize in your life, not just at specific times, like around Thanksgiving when you see people posting stuff and again, I'm posting stuff now too, um, as a result of this challenge, but, um, but that's a typical time we see it, but I think it definitely needs to become more of a part of our life. Um, so let's just start out then with what gratitude is and the definition I thought the best one that I could find was ultimately gratitude is the expression of, of appreciation for what one has. It is a recognition of the va of a of value independent of monetary worth. Gratitude is also an emotion. It's one that makes a person feel happier, which is key. It does make us feel happier. Um, I thought this was important in a, uh, this statement. Gratitude involves the process of recognizing. And for whatever reason, that word recognizing really stood out to me. And I just love that statement for a number of reasons. And one, I'll, I'll kind of get around to this. But, you know, when you think about the research on gratitude, it's really shown and been strongly associated with a greater sense of happiness. And so to me, when I think about then the notion of recognizing, it shows um, like that's an action word and, and we have control over that. We can cultivate gratitude by consistently doing things to recognize our appreciation of what we have in our lives. Thus, that being said, we have the ability to influence the degree of happiness that we feel in our lives. So just through the process of recognizing um, and taking that into account, we have we have some level of control over this. And that that's a great 
for a lot of people when you think about it, because it's like gratitude just doesn't come to us. It's not something that just is there. We have to do something to cultivate it and to make it happen. And so that idea of recognizing is really an important aspect of, of the notion and psychology behind gratitude. Um, when it comes to gratitude in the brain, I think it's always interesting to think about the impact of what gratitude or anything does to our brain and how it Im impacts that. So some things I found on that is that gratitude fosters connection uh, or fosters cognitive restructuring by evoking positive thinking. It also wires and fires new neural connections to the bliss center. Great, right? Bliss center. That sounds fantastic. Um, it also reduces fear and anxiety by regulating stress, um, by re by regulating stress hormones in our body. So reduces fear and anxiety by re regulating stress hormones in our body. So thus, when you think about that, we can train the brain to attend selectively to positive emotions and thoughts, thus reducing anxiety and feelings of apprehension. So I've never, I mean, that, that was amazing for me to, to find out because I never really thought about the notion of using gratitude as a way of dealing with anxiety. But yet, um, kind of having found that, I thought about this and I had a client yesterday that came in and had some anxiety and was really stressed over some things. And so we talked about the notion of gratitude and using that as a tool to then kind of help them with their with their anxiety. And I think in his case, with some of the things that he was experiencing, I think it would definitely be a positive tool for him to use because a lot of the anxiety was coming from this feeling of of scarcity and which I'm going to talk a little bit more about. And so I think the notion of gratitude will really help with that anxiety. But again, I'm I'm learning stuff as I'm going through this as well. So just the notion of being able to use gratitude for a tool for anxiety is really important. Um, the last thing that gratitude does for the brain is it enhances dopamine and serotonin, which are connected to happiness. So again, there's, um, there's another uh, notion towards happiness and how gratitude uh, elevates that. So uh, some good things there as far as the, the connection with the brain and how it impacts that. Um, and, and so lots of positives so far for gratitude. Um, so why does gratitude matter? When, when I think about that, well, there's another question that I thought about. Why does it matter? Um, and getting back to the research, research shows that over time, feeling grateful boosts happiness and fosters both physical and psychological health. This even holds true for people who are already struggling with mental health problems. So again, you get the boost of happiness, fosters both physical and psychological health. Uh, practicing gratitude also curbs the use of words tied to negative emotions and shifts attention away from negative feelings such as resentment and envy, thus minimizing the possibility of ruminating, which is a hallmark of depression. So I thought that was really interesting just as far as like the dynamic that not only does gratitude and practicing gratitude help us feel happier, but one of the ways it does that is that by it reduces the or curbs the urge or desire to use negative uh, thinking, negative emotions, and kind of pushes our attention away from that. So we're not stuck in those those ruminating loops of thinking about bad things or thinking about envy or thinking about resentments that we have towards others. Instead, we're flooded with positivity and feelings of goodness towards ourselves and towards other and to things around us. Um, which again is, is a great thing. And when you think about the notion of what 
negativity tends to lead to, uh, like it points out as far as depression and things of that nature. Um, again, we can all uh, benefit from the value of what gratitude can do for us. Uh, some of the other things that are important as far as when we think about why gratitude matters, uh, people who are grateful feel less pain. They're less stressed. Uh, they have stronger immune systems, which is super important for us right now. We all, I think, are concerned about our immune systems. And if we were to catch corona or if we've had it, whatever it is, you know, that's something that we all value right now is our immune system. So the idea that uh, gratitude improves that. Uh, gratitude also, um, uh, people that are, have more gratitude experience, healthier relationships. Um, they also do better academically and professionally and grateful people or those who practice gratitude are also less likely to have mental health problems like depression, which kind of touched on already, but, uh, just reinforcing that one as well is that it definitely is an aid to helping us with our our mental health problems. So lots of benefits there as far as gratitude goes and, and helping us with uh, our overall well-being, psychological, mental health, um, and just even physical health also too. Um, another one of the benefits I wanted to point out of as far as gratitude goes, because I think when we think about what it can do for us in terms of feeling happy or things of that nature, those are all good. And I think those are, those are obviously positive things, but gratitude also can help build resilience by fostering adaptive coping mechanisms. And again, just in the time that we're, that we're facing and, you know, we've been nine months into Corona, who doesn't need more resilience? Who couldn't benefit from feeling more resilient at this point, especially emotionally, so according to research, practicing gratitude is the best way to remind ourselves of the things that give us the courage to move on in life. So just think about that. Think about that statement. That was basically a research statement. Gratitude, not as a good idea or kind of a good suggestion, but gratitude is the best way to remind ourselves of things that give us the courage to move on in life. So obviously an important tool for that, um, helping us maybe feel unstuck or being able to give us the, the courage to do something different or to get out of something. Uh, gratitude um, builds emotional resilience by doing the following. It helps us to see positive things in life. Um, it helps us to fight the negative ruminations and rebuilding pessimistic thoughts um, with optimistic thoughts. Also too, uh, it helps us to identify and focus on solutions and helps us to stay grounded and accept present situations rather than thinking about the what ifs or things of that nature, what could have been or what might be, uh, but just to kind of keep us grounded in, in what is. So um, again, some great things there just as far as like a resilience. And like I was saying before, just the notion of who couldn't utilize more resilience right now. I know, um, it's something that I value right now and, and definitely could use more of as we kind of deal with different things. So, uh, so again, hopefully you're taking notes. Hopefully you're, you're seeing all the benefits of gratitude that it's just not something, a nice thing to do or a kind of warm and fuzzy thing that makes you feel good for a few days as you kind of practice it. But again, really the long-term benefits as we do it continually can really have a, 
a huge impact on us. Um, you would probably be shocked if I didn't go an episode without uh, mentioning Brene Brown. Um, I do like her work and the things that she talks about. So I often refer to her. And so she had a couple, she talks about gratitude quite a bit in her, in her books and in her talks and the things that she puts out there. And I think a couple of things that I liked about what she had to say about gratitude was, again, she uses the word practicing. Practicing gratitude invites joy into our lives. Um, and again, some key is, keys there are just that the notion of practicing, it's an action. It's something that we have to do. Again, it's not something that's just going to come to us. And she'd referred to this statement by this Jesuit priest, and I really thought this was powerful. Uh, and so I want to give you the quote. It says, it's not joy that makes us grateful. It's gratitude that makes us joyful. And that is so important for on so many levels. And, and just the, the notion that I think a lot of times we feel like, okay, I'll, I'll have gratitude when I have joy or when I'm happy or when I feel happy, then I can feel great gratitude. And it's like, no, that, that's not how it works. We have to practice gratitude. That will bring us the joy. That invites the joy into our life. Um, and so just knowing that simple shift or having that shift in our in our perspective or being able to know again that if we want something if we want more joy we can actually do something to bring it in as opposed to sitting around waiting for something good to happen or waiting for something to benefit us in some way but we can actually go out and 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 get that joy by just simply practicing gratitude so um you know she she would talk about some things, you know, as far as like what, you know, what practicing looks like. I'm going to kind of get to that and save that to the end, the, the practicing part, um, just to kind of summarize some things and things that you guys can do um, on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, she also talked about the notion that gratitude trumps scarcity or the feeling of not good enough. And I think about that in a, in a lot of ways. I think Scarcity is something that runs rampant in our society today. The feeling of not being enough, the feeling of not having enough. And again, you know, it's something that I think is very present in our current state, not only because of what we're going through, but like I said, just a society as a whole, we tend to, you know, feel that way uh, a great deal. So again, gratitude trumps the notion of scarcity. Um, uh, and, uh, and ultimately she says, you know, it's, really there's only one way out of enoughness or feeling enough and that is through gratitude and so you know when things get sticky for us uh you know we can practice gratitude we can we can do something tangible and that that can be a key for us as you know as we practice those things and it will uh, you know and i think the biggest thing is that we have to know that practicing it now helps prepare us for those sticky situations. And so when they do come up, when we are faced with adversity, um, we have an easier time dealing with it, you know, and we have an easier time to manage it. And I think in notion to uh, President Nelson, who talked about this challenge for gratitude, you know, that was one of the things he said is just that, you know, gratitude isn't going to take away problems or it's not going to take away, um, you know, you going through trials or difficulties or anything like that. But, like Brene Brown says, and like, you know, it's the, the, the message that's out there is that having and practicing gratitude on a continual basis will, 
prepare you to manage those things in a much more effective way so that you'll be able to learn the lessons that you need need to learn or to be able to, again, progress through those difficult things with a much better perspective and feel to them um, so they're not so heavy and, and weigh us down so much so that we can continue to move through life in a productive manner. Um, and just, again, kind of going back to the um, when Brene Brown said, you know, gratitude trumps the Trump scarcity. Um, it's, it's interesting because as you kind of do research on things, it's funny how things kind of pop up in sessions. And I had a client the other day who, who towards the end of our session started talking about this fear of missing out or this fear of not having enough. And it just so happened that, you know, I just kind of done the research for this and I was like, okay, I'm going to put this to, to the test and kind of see what happens. And so I challenged him and he was up for the challenge. I kind of told him, you know, what I've been doing and what I've been reading and stuff. And, and he was excited about it. And, and so he's going to take the challenge of practicing gratitude and kind of see how that makes him feel. Cause he definitely feels that sense of scarcity and feeling, uh, you know, not like he's not going to have enough or, or, um, the things that go with that. And so, um, definitely the fits there. So now it's just a matter of the practice and getting the practice there as, as far as having gratitude and, and being more, being more grateful. So, uh, I'll let you know how that goes to see how he does with that and see if, if, uh, the practicing of gratitude helps to, um, helps him to find his way out of scarcity and, and not feeling enough. Um, so anyway, so as you can see, and I hope you you can have a better understanding, like I have a better understanding of the psychology of gratitude and what what are the I mean the multitude of benefits that it can give us in our lives um, as we practice it. Again, we, it, it, it's a practice. It's not something that comes to us. It's not something that's just going to pop you know hit us over the head and we're going to feel it one day. We have to go out and we have to practice it. So how do we practice it? Well. You know, some classic things are gratitude journals. That's something that a lot of people do or have done in, in years past. And so that's something that, that definitely is a viable option. Um, within gratitude journals, sometimes it's, you know, we can do things like just notice little joys uh, of daily life. You know, just pick some things that we notice throughout the day that bring us joy and write them down. Um, you know, some people do the practice of writing down three good things, um, that have gone well for them in the day. Uh, that's another way to do it. Um, we can also practice gratitude, uh, by writing thank you notes to others, just letting them know we appreciate them or we're thankful for something they did for us or whatever it might be, which kind of ties into the, another one, which is to think about the people who have inspired us. Now, the, the suggestion was just simply that think about people who've inspired you. Now, what I would say, or in addition to that, cause I think this takes the gratitude one step further, further is not only to think about people who've inspired you, but then to take the time to let them know, uh, you appreciate their influence. Um, I think that really enhances the gratitude even more is when we take time out of our day to let people know, um, about that feeling of gratitude. Um, so we can do that. Um, Brene Brown kind of does similar things. She talks about gratitude journals as well. Um, we can also do something where we just sit around the dinner table, um, having our families express gratitude on a, on a, on a regular basis as we kind of prior to dinner or during dinner or whatever it may be. Um, 
And also too, she mentioned that sometimes people just do like, they'll just say something specific at a certain time of day. So maybe it's 1230 and okay, this is my daily affirmation of some type of gratitude statement that I just say out loud or to myself. Um, people do that as well. So there's, there's a multitude of ways that we can practice gratitude. And I'm sure there's other things that you've thought of, or maybe you've done for yourself as well. And whatever it may be, uh, again, the notion is that we do have to practice it. And like I said, I really go back to that statement um, that Brene said um, or quoted from the Jesuit priest about um, it's not joy that makes us grateful. It's gratitude that makes us joyful. And I think if we keep that in mind, and I think if we continue to practice gratitude uh, regularly and consistently, we'll we'll notice a difference. I know I've, I've felt better in the last week because I've taken some time to to really focus in on gratitude. And I just hope I can continue that, that practice and not just let it be a fleeting thing or a seven day thing. Um, because the psychology and the proof of this, of the research is there. If we make this a regular practice, we will be happier. We'll feel more joy. Um, and again, we're not going to be void of problems or challenges, but we'll have a better perspective as we deal with them. And so, uh, anyway, I hope this has been enlightening for you. I hope you uh, can take take away some good things from this and understanding the psychology of gratitude, as I know I have. And I hope you guys have a great holiday and be safe and spend time with your loved ones and recharge and get some get some hope back in your lives as we kind of enter this stretch of holiday time and uh this is the Vegas Therapist signing off until next time. Hey, one last thing really quick. If you have a second, please go to Apple Podcast and give the show a rating and a review. If you haven't done so, I'd really appreciate it. It really does help boost the ratings and also gets it out to more people. Also, remember, if you want to be a part of the Vegas Podcast uh, Facebook page, go to that. Join there. Um, I'm always posting articles and different things. You can leave comments there about the shows, the topics different things of that nature, or even leave me a message about things that you want to be talked about. So Ryan Winder, the Vegas Therapist podcast, Facebook page, and then please go to Apple and give the show a rating and review. Thank you. And again, have a good week. 